Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Corner Bible Podcast, our new series, Getting to Know Corner. And today we'll be getting to know Davis. Hi, Davis. Hey. And uh, this show is kind of like a you know an interview show with some you know uh, more heavy questions, some not, and uh, try to get to know you better as a as a staff member here at Corner. Awesome. Uh, so first, why don't we start with uh, what's your name, age, and job? Well, my name is Davis Moore. Uh, I am currently, as of the filming of this episode, uh, <laughs> 27 years old, and uh, my job title here would be pastor of small groups and communications. All right. Very nice. Um, so starting off with an easy question. Absolutely. What's your favorite color? My favorite color? Uh, probably yellow. And is there a reason why? Or? I just really like it. I like the color of like maple leaves in the fall when they turn oh, yeah. yellow. That's that's my favorite shade of yellow. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so in the questionnaire for this show, you said that one of your hobbies was being a comic book nerd. Which I am. I am all, as well. <laughs> um, and I know you know you from knowing you personally. I know that you love the X-Men in particular. I do. Um, what in particular do you love about the X-Men that keeps you coming back? And why would you recommend it to other people? Well, so it's a kind of a... It's kind of like a sentimental, nostalgic answer for me. Um, so my dad, when he was growing up uh, back in the 80s, he collected a lot of Marvel comic books. And he basically almost exclusively collected the X-Men. And he would have been back at like the Claremont, like yeah, yeah, way, you know, the way height back. of the X-Men for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And so I grew up reading those as a kid. So I just always have very fond memories of that. And um, I've just... Uh, for a while been a collector so um, yeah. and it's i enjoy the stories and is that why you would recommend it to people because you think it's good <laughs> yeah it's, yeah they're just good stories yeah awesome um so you're a writer I and am. you're currently working on a book uh not by not which yes. is about how in your words quote we as people can change um so what inspired you to start writing and what inspired you to start writing this book in particular yeah so that's that's another kind of a long story so and it actually kind of goes back to my dad again okay. um, when I was a kid I was probably five or six and uh, my dad I found this old folder for my dad he kept a lot of stuff and uh, it was full of short stories that he wrote and uh, I, I begged my dad to read them and uh, he read them and I thought they were like the works of C.S. Lewis man <laughs> like they were so cool and so I really wanted to write stories after that. So I wrote my first short story right after that. I was probably seven. And uh, it was about my brother and I at an Elvis Presley concert. <laughs> I was homeschooled, everyone. Uh, and uh, we uh, fought robots at the wow. Elvis Presley concert. And uh, Sounds like a true work of art. <laughs> it was a true work of art. And uh, my parents, you know, they like, oh, this is so good. You know, all that kind of stuff. And um, But it it was strangely like, I love this. Like I actually, and I started writing short stories all the time. And, um, then I wrote, tried a, a few novels when I was in uh, high school. And then I wrote a novel when I was in college and, uh, it's a first draft of a novel. It's, I wouldn't recommend reading it. It's very <laughs> in rough shape. Um, but it is completed. Um, but then, um, uh, when I went to college, my de my degree is actually in uh, communications and writing and uh, and theology as well. Um, so I really got into uh, communicating my faith through hmm. through writing, and that became a really big uh, thing for me. And um, it was so this book in particular um, was I wrote it, started writing it during COVID, and okay. so this, this story actually has a. Uh, interesting beginning because 
Um, when I first came out of college, a buddy in mine, uh, actually, you know him, Shay Cutshaw. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, my a buddy in mine from college, we were like, we, we're going to start a Christian resource company that creates curriculum for churches to use. Because, you know, who doesn't want a 22-year-old out of fresh <laughs> out of uh, college writing all your curriculum? And so we were going to do that. And so we started with like this blog that we were going to kind of change into this company. And uh, we started bringing some editors in to help us with our posts. And I gave one of my uh, posts to a one of our editor friends and the the he kind of he didn't agree with my uh conclusion on the things mm. so he kind of he kind of tore into me for it okay and but what it had this strange had this strange side effect of um i could no longer write after that like that the criticism was so deep into my psyche mm. that i just couldn't write anymore and so this was around 2019 ish and then COVID happens, and I have a lot of time on my hand all of a sudden. And uh, I started, I started writing again. And I would just, I would write something, and then I'd erase it. I'd write something, and then I'd erase it. Mm. And um, I started just writing these essays um, after that, and they actually stuck. And it was these different aspects of these core issues that we as human beings struggle with, whether that be approval of other people, trying to earn God's approval uh, through our works, or uh, through Christian nationalism, we make that our identity or so many other different things. And I started seeing there is, there is a, a commonality with mm. a lot of these things of these are core issues that God calls us to overcome. And that's how the book was kind of born. Yeah. And, uh, um, so now I'm actually finishing up the last chapter of my second draft and, uh, hopefully be off to the races after that but awesome um still got some more editing to do after that yeah yeah very nice very nice um so what is your testimony yeah uh so i was uh raised in the church um i had i still do they're awesome parents um they made sure we were in church every sunday <laughs> in the morning sunday night every wednesday night everything um, and so it's not a huge surprise that when I was about four, you know, I realized <laughs> yeah. hell was a thing and uh, <laughs> that kind of scared me. Uh, so I prayed the prayer to receive Christ. And I think as a little kid, I understood as much as I could, you know, yeah. um, but I didn't really see a lot of uh, change in my life. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't much growth there. And in fact, if you would have asked 11 year old Davis, you know, he probably wouldn't want to read the Bible or pray or even go to church. Um, but, uh, when I, my parents became missionaries, um, when I was 12 and, uh, the first step in their training was going to like this week long seminar in Pennsylvania and, uh, the, the, all the missionary kids that were teenagers got together for a, basically like camp, but for just missionary kids, oh, it was yeah. super sweet. <laughs> and all of like the camp counselors were former missionary kids. So like, oh, nice. it was really cool. Um, but it was during that week of camp, um, that God really broke through to me and uh through the speakers and the whole week of camp was centered around the kids who grew up in the church who accepted christ as a at a young age and then never did anything with it mm. which was me to a t that's awesome and it was about midweek through through the week and i remember the speaker was talking about um growing in your faith and i remember at the, i don't even remember what he said anymore but i was totally cut to the heart and I was weeping in my seat and he had asked if anybody wanted to grow in their faith. And I raised my hand and, uh, he said, uh, if you want to grow in your faith and you want to talk to a counselor, go, go to the back. Yeah. And I was 
so rooted to my seat. Part of it was fear. I didn't know what was going to happen if I went to the back, but um, part of it was I needed to take care of this now. And I remember I was just weeping in my seat and praying, uh, asking God to forgive me, um, to uh, be my Lord and Savior, and to have control of my life. Um, and that was when I really saw the change happen in my life and my desires actually change. That's awesome. Um, so you obviously love your job here at I Corner. Do. And uh, coordinating projects and teaching God's word. Um, what is your favorite project you've worked on in the church and why? Oh, that's a really good question. So we just had that uh, mosaic video come out with the, like the mosaic and the picture of Jesus' face that comes into frame. And um, I think that's probably been my favorite uh, so far that's been released so far. Yeah. Um, just because that was our first project as a whole creative team. So we had... We have a, a, a young man and his wife. Um, he, uh, they are come to our church. He's our videographer. We have uh, Mike Matthews' wife, um, Cal Chop, who does all of our graphic design, and all of them were all working together on uh, making this thing, cutting it up. We had some of the teens in our church help arrange it, and it was a. It took a long time <laughs> um, for a, a two-minute video, uh, yeah, but yeah. it was probably. Uh, we look at that whenever that pops up, like, man, that's, that's cool. You know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's very so. awesome. Uh, as a, somebody who does some video editing on the side, I can tell you to do a two minute video usually takes at least like half an hour. To an oh, hour we film for, yeah. I think four hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't even film. Yeah. I just do like voiceover edits. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you love most about your family? My family. Well, as you guys, as I mentioned, uh, my parents are missionaries. Um, so, um, I'm, so I'm, I would say on my side of the family, I really love um, that even though we are separated by, uh, you know, a pretty substantial uh, mass distance. Of, of distance, <laughs> yeah. you know, they live in Africa. Um, but uh, whenever we do t- get to talk or whenever we do see each other, it feels like we pick up wherever we left, last left off. Um, so uh, there doesn't seem to be kind of rifts or anything like mm. that. Um, and I would say we're a very close family. On my wife's side of the family, um, they are they are amazingly kind they are amazingly loving and um i'm so appreciative for them and uh being uh being the family that they are yeah yeah um you said your favorite verse is second corinthians five twenty one, which yeah. says he became sin who knew no sin so that in him we may become the righteousness of god yeah. what makes this verse stand out to you well i think i think the big thing for me is uh, the, and this kind of goes back to this. I think that that verse became really important to me a couple years after that camp experience. But um, it, it really highlights the gospel for me. Mm. Um, and it it's one of those verses I look at and I see the what theologians call the great transfer of mm. at the cross. Not only was my sin placed on Christ, but Christ's righteousness was placed on me. Mm. And there's like this switch that took place. And. Uh, that's the one, I think it's one of those verses just every time I hear it, every time I read it, it's just humbling. And yeah. it's something that, um, yeah, God always uh, brings me to worship when I hear that verse yeah. for me. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the gospel that doesn't get highlighted as much. You know, yeah. and I think it's, you know, very good. Um, so I love The Hobbit. I think it's the my most read book, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've read yeah. it like five times. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember as much of it as I should for having read it that many times. Um, and I know you love it too. I do. So why does Frankenstein beat it out for your favorite book outside of the Bible, obviously? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so when we did the survey, he asked what my favorite book was, and I gave him two um, because it's very close. Um, my favorite book is Frankenstein uh, by Mary Shelley. 
Um, and it, it's an it's an odd book. It's a really odd book. Um, but I think it the questions it asks is is more about the human condition mm. and uh, uh, how you know. A lot, I think a lot of people assume that all people are good, you know, and that if we're making these giant leaps in science, we're good. Um, but um, the 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 book really asks the question of um, what makes somebody the monster? Is the monster yeah. actually the monster? Is is the guy that's morphing God's image actually the monster? Hmm. And so I, I really love the book for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very good perspective to have on it. Um, what personal struggles are you willing to share and how has God helped you through them? Yeah, I think uh, probably the biggest thing um, that God has taken me through over the years um, is I, I would say is, uh, is doubt. Um, hmm. It feels like um, that's the instrument of choice that God has used to uh, shape me and uh, conform me into the image of his son. Um, I And I, I've gone through different seasons in doubt. I remember when I was uh, 12, 13 years old through about 17 years old, really struggling with how do I know I'm really saved? Mm. You know, um, I, I knew my so, desires changed. I knew all of that happened, but um, I really wondered how I knew I, I could for sure be saved. Yeah, that's something a lot of people that grew up in the church initially struggle with, I think. Yeah, know? yeah, and it, it was really difficult for me. And then after that, it was, well, how do I, I know I'm saved now, and God really sh- worked with me in that, but how do I know Christianity's true, you know, or mm-hmm. how do I know the Bible's true or anything like that? So, um, and it's God's used different seasons of that in my life, uh, peppered throughout my Christian walk to really shape me and to mold me. And, um, I used to think it was a really bad thing. Um, and I think, guess doubt can be a bad thing if it leads us to bad conclusions, but, um, doubt can be a really great thing if it's submitted under the authority of Christ and yeah. it is, uh, the instrument God is using in our life to shape us be like him. So uh, I would say that's probably my biggest, I think my other one is, I really like to be liked by people. <laughs> I, you know, I generally like that. And, um, you know, knowing that I can never please everybody is, is, is a struggle for me. Uh, and, uh, knowing that, uh, God's approval is much higher yeah. is that, that was a huge roller coaster for me, especially in my early twenties, yeah. um, uh, that I am not living for people's approval, but God's approval. Yeah. That's actually something I'm going through, uh, with, uh, personal counseling as well. Um, and the idea that, you know, Jesus was rejected yeah. as well is something that kind of hit me hard recently. <laughs> the, mm, that that's idea. Good. Yeah. Um, so talking about doubt, uh, how does that tie into your favorite Bible characters, Thomas and Peter? Yeah. So I've always identified with Thomas. If you've ever read the gospels and you, pay close attention to how Thomas interacts with Jesus through the whole thing. It's not just the end where he's like, let me see your hands inside. It's through the whole thing. Uh, there's a couple scenes where you see Thomas asking Jesus, how are we going to do this? <laughs> you yeah, know, throughout yeah. the, all the gospels. And so I've always identified with, with Thomas in that. And Peter's, Peter's similar. He's kind of a bonehead, kind of like me. <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't always get the bigger picture right away. Um, so I would say that those are kind of the reasons why those guys stand out to me. Yeah. Um, going back to the Hobbit, you mentioned that Bilbo was a character that kind of helped you through a rough period in your life. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah. So when my family first moved to Africa, uh, we were the only missionaries on our compound, um, where we were at. So we, we were basically surrounded by people we didn't know, couldn't even speak their language. Hmm. And we had no idea what their culture was even like. So it was this totally I would say even alien experience in some ways. 
And uh, it was around the time when I moved there that I, um, at the guest house on the, one of the other cities where there actually were missionaries, um, they had in their library a, a copy of The Hobbit. So I, I picked it up to read, you know, because I did a lot of reading then. And um, Bilbo in that story, you know, is taken out of the Shire and he yeah. goes on this great adventure and he meets these elves and dwarves and all these things. And it's totally alien to him. And uh, I found myself in the midst of that just weeping this halfway through the book because I'm like, this guy, he has no idea what's going on around him, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's he's experiencing it. And there's yeah. one scene in there where he's in the, he's in the, I think it's Mirkwood, and they're going through the trees and uh, they ask him because he's a little more agile than the dwarves to climb up the tree and see what's ahead. And he climbs above just this murky forest and he looks out above the trees and he sees just the beauty of the sky and the forest. And that's the part where I really wept because it was just like, man, yeah, in the midst of this unknown in this alien, there's beauty here mm. and um, we can still experience that. And that was like, that was just a wildly impactful book for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that much about St. Anselm of Canterbury. Yeah. So what makes him a favorite historical figure of yours? Yeah. So he uh, was a, philosopher theologian uh, back uh, around ad 1000 or so um and uh, he he was a, a philosopher he had a lot of people coming to him and saying um that you know you're a christian you're a christian like you know that's kind of dumb right we're kind of moving <laughs> we're moving past this whole idea of god thing um, that was kind of starting to happen with the scholastic movement and uh he had this phrase he would say which is uh fides quorens intellectum which translates to faith seeking understanding and hmm. he his whole his whole mantra was that i do not uh believe i do not uh understand so that i may believe i believe so that i may understand hmm. and uh so he he was really at the very basis of some of of that movement of yeah we don't have all the answers to things we don't have all of our questions about scripture answered um but um we are still called to believe and yeah. from that belief we can find understanding and yeah. um so yeah that's a, a, always stood out to me um and i've really appreciated yeah yeah um so this is less of a question and more of a statement but i asked you what fa what your favorite part of a thanksgiving meal was uh, yes you did. uh and davis answered quote i'm actually not a huge fan of most of the thanksgiving type of food <laughs> but i love cold turkey the day after thanksgiving on a sandwich i do so you like the worst part of a thanksgiving meal <laughs> and you don't even like it on thanksgiving day you like it cold on a sandwich the day after i do i do so i'm sorry but i just had to publicly call you out because this <laughs> this cannot stand <laughs> i i i fully understand my crimes and yeah i i think it's because i like the taste of mayonnaise i think that's why i just i it's just a the most <laughs> it's just two pieces of white bread slathered in mayonnaise with a little bit of cold turkey <laughs> that's All my right, favorite well, thing i just wanted to get that out in the open <laughs> um and then after the thanksgiving question i asked i uh i said your you said your favorite holiday is christmas because being around family and eating quote good food so what food are you eating on christmas that is superior to the thanksgiving buffet <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my family has always just done more food on christmas so 
Uh, okay. Well, actually, maybe not compared to what other people. We do a lot of hors d'oeuvres, what they would call it, you okay. know, on Christmas. So we would do like these things called veggie squares, which are like crescent rolls <laughs> with cream cheese and like vegetable. It's super good. My uncle makes these little mini sausages wrapped in bacon dipped in barbecue sauce that, that he bakes in the oven. Oh, my goodness. And then he makes this cream cheese salmon dip. Mm. And then okay. I'll usually make like a charcuterie board. And okay. then uh, we do like croissant sandwiches and taquitos and pizza rolls. And I just, that, yeah. to me, that's good food. I love that stuff. <laughs> All right. I will accept that. <laughs> um, on a non-food topic, you said you would love to retire on the coast of Maine. Yeah. Um, I've never been, but I've heard that it's it's lovely. Um, what do you love about the coast of Maine? I So this is an, also another unpopular opinion. I'll probably, we'll probably <laughs> lose people at our church for this. Um, but I actually don't like the beach. I, <laughs> I don't like sand at all. Um, so, and a lot of the coast of Maine is like these really craggy rocks all up and down the coast. And it looks really, really cool. That so sounds cool. That's, that's basically, and I like lobster. So oh, that's, yeah. I, I would, I would probably like the coast of Maine <laughs> from the sound of it. Um, I would love to visit Iceland and you said you'd also love to go there. Um, but you mentioned that you wanted to start there and then tour Europe. Yeah. Um, what highlights would you like to hit on your tour through Iceland and Europe? Ooh, I've heard the hot springs are really cool in yeah. Iceland. And then uh, the northern lights are really, really big over there. Yeah. Um, Europe, I would love to. So my ancestry family comes from England. So I would love to see okay. where they came from. That'd be kind of cool. And um, tour through uh, Germany and Italy and Rome and, and all those different sites along that area. I, w- I would love to see where yeah. a lot of those famous historical things happened. Yeah, awesome. Um, you quite like folk music, specifically Chris Renzema. I do. Um, what about folk music uh, specifically works for you? Um, I like, it's pretty honest. Hmm. And I, that's what I really like about it. Um, it's it's not always, uh, I don't know if happy is the right word, but it's, it's, uh, it's very honest. And it talks about life and uh, it uh, talks about the, some of the hard things in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked about it a little bit, but, uh, what do you like about working at corner? I really love our community here. Um, I love our, our pastoral team. Um, we, we really do a good job supporting each other and, uh, spending time together. Um, and I really love just the people here in general. Um, I've had a great uh, time getting to know them and serving alongside of them. And, um, it's been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, the most important question. Of course. Uh, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? My favorite flavor of ice cream. I love mint chocolate chip and chocolate chip cookie dough. Very good. And anything cherry. Okay. Yeah. I disagree there, but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And, yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Be interviewed. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll be back with somebody else next time. Awesome. Awesome.